You're listening to the King's Church Podcast. Visit us online at kingswisbeach.org.uk. Okay, let's just pray as we um, come to the Word of God this morning. Jesus, thank you. Thank you for who you are. Thank you that you've made a way for us to be part of your family. We ask that you you grow us, that you disciple us, that you show us your way and help us to be obedient to do our best to to follow you. I ask that as we hear your word this morning that you you bless it, that you give us ears to hear and eyes to see and a willingness to do. Amen. Right, so Verity has already read the full passage for us um, earlier on in the service. But if you want to follow along as um, we go through now, I'll just remind you of where the passage comes from. It's Acts chapter 15, the book of Acts chapter 15, verse 36 through to chapter 16, verse 5. Acts 15, 36 to 16, verse 5. All right, and we are looking at a series at the moment, a sermon series, where we're looking at missionary journeys in the book of Acts. And the whole series is called Mission Possible. All right, the mission is possible, not impossible. It's possible because Jesus is with us. And with all and in Christ all things are Messy church is louder than that. Goodness me. Let's try that again. And in Jesus all things are That's better. Hey, some people have woken up. That's good. Great. Okay. So The mission of living for Jesus and telling others about him is possible because he makes it possible. Without Jesus, it would be impossible. But with him, because Jesus is living and working within us, leading us and directing us, the mission is very possible indeed. We're talking about mission. And it could be one of these words that we think, well, what does that mean? Or you might have heard it in like a military context, but in church, what is mission? What are we going on about? So let's just talk about it. Mission. To live for Jesus and through our witness to tell others about his life and his love. To tell others that freedom can only be found in Jesus. And to tell others about the responsibility of, not the responsibility, the possibility of reconciliation with God and the forgiveness of sin. 
through Jesus. Quite often we hear mission and we think, oh, in a Christian context I'm talking about now, oh, we've got to get on an airplane and we've got to go to some impoverished country somewhere and, you know, build a hospital and tell people about Jesus. That's mission. Yes, that, that can be mission. But you know what? Mission can happen right where you are. Witnessing, living a life for Jesus. Not just that, but also in our words to actually tell people about him as well. Which leads me to the next word that we are going to be hearing a bit about today called ministry. Okay? Now, it's all too easy for us to hear the word ministry. And I know for a long time I heard the word ministry. Lots of people who aren't in church think about government ministers, okay? We're not talking about that. We're talking about church ministry. And when people think church ministry or hear the word ministry, they think, oh, that means you've got to preach. Oh, that means you've got to be the chap at the front with the, the frilly frocks. Or, oh, that means you've got to be at the front playing the guitar, leading the singing. That's ministry. And, um, yeah, that's a bit of ministry. But what is ministry, okay? Because quite often when we think of the person up at the front or the person preaching or whatever it is, we immediately rule ourselves out. We say, I'm no good at that. I can't speak in public. I'm no good at that. I'm not a musician or I can't sing. I'm no good at that. So ministry and me, forget it. Well, that's wrong because we discount ourselves too quickly. Ministry. Oh, hold on. Have I got my papers in the right order? I think so. Ministry does include these things. But you know what? Our life is our ministry. We come to church to get ministered to, yes. But we need to start to see our lives as ministry. And hopefully you'll be starting to understand that all of life is ministry. So what's your ministry it could be teaching in a classroom that could be ministry it could be putting a filling in someone's tooth that could be ministry working in a shop stacking shelves could be ministry working in a bank could be ministry sweeping the street could be ministry being retired could be ministry really fruitful ministry actually got a lot more flexibility there digging in a field could be ministry all of life can be ministry why because we're alive in Christ we need to really get rid of this idea the separation between me on Sunday at church and me on Monday in the workplace as being two different things or two different people. We are alive in Christ. We carry Christ with us wherever we go. 
our lives and ourselves should be the same on a Monday morning as it is on a Sunday. As we interact with people in whatever we do, at work and wherever we play or socialize or whatever it is, in whatever sphere we do it in, our words should be seasoned with grace and love and we should be taking every opportunity to include what Jesus has been doing in our lives in our conversations to point people towards him. Not necessarily, you know, every opportunity you have, he has five, the five steps to being saved, right? You know, that may not work. It might just be, you know, you're chatting about the week and, or your recent holiday. And rather than just saying, oh yeah, well, we went to, to Israel. Oh, how was it? Oh, it was great. And then the conversation moves on. Well, how was it? Oh, it was great. We really felt the presence of God there, especially in this place. And, you know, we really felt that the Holy Spirit touched us when we were on this boat trip on the Sea of Galilee. And then, that's fine. You can then talk about other stuff. But do you see how you can just start to naturally drop in things? What's God doing? What's God saying? What's the Holy Spirit's doing in your life? Our ministry will look different to each other. Okay? Let's look at today's passage. The passage could take us in a couple of different directions today. The first thing for me that sort of jumped at me and tried to whack me between the eyes was the disagreement that happened between Paul and Barnabas. Now, this isn't the main thrust of the sermon, but I think it's right for me to spend a few minutes on this. We're talking about living together as family, living together as a church body, all right? Paul, really famous guy in the Bible, did amazing things for Jesus. Barnabas, really amazing, spirit-filled guy in the Bible, did amazing things for Jesus, yeah? But what happens? There's a disagreement. Okay? Guess what? There will be disagreements in church. You will disagree with someone else. Okay? You will fall out with someone at some point. Alright? It, it, it'll happen. Okay? But the key is knowing what to do when disagreements occur. Alright? How to behave in a right and godly way. What we mustn't do is just go, oh well, pfft, run away, ignore the issue. Right? I'm not dealing with that. I'm not going there anymore. I'm not speaking to those people. That doesn't solve anything. Alright? We are family. And yes, families are great together, but families can also have some problems. But we need to sort them out as family. We need to confront problems and deal with them in an open and loving way. The Bible shows us how important unity between believers is. And we need to do everything we can in order to try to preserve and strengthen the unity between us. 
Not just go, oh, well, pfft, that's that. No. Work towards unity. S confront the problem. Sort it out. However, this isn't to say that every time there'll be a nice, neat resolution or that the problem will, you know, always be fixed to everybody's liking completely. But at least an effort has been made to bring about peace. In this instance, with Paul and Barnabas, we see that here, on this occasion, no resolution is arrived at. Okay? So Paul and Barnabas actually solve the immediate problem in, in a good way. Right? They part company. That, that was a decision that they made to, to maintain a, a sense of unity between them. Actually, well, we'll, we'll do things slightly differently to each other, but that's okay. However, they must have continued to seek reconciliation and allow the Holy Spirit to work within them as later we can see that reconciliation between Paul and Mark was achieved. We see this happening in other books of the Bible. Paul calls for Mark, who was like the cause of the disagreement, as it were, um, and he gets reconciled with Paul and they, they minister together again. And again, from other letters and books in the Bible, we can see that both Paul and Barnabas, they didn't let this incident destroy their relationship. They still spoke well of each other. They still sent greetings to each other and blessed each other. What I want to focus on is partnership. Partnership in mission. Partnership in ministry. And partnership in living our lives for Jesus. Paul and Barnabas were working together as a team in their ministry. And when they part company, what do we see them do? Well, they immediately take others with them. Paul brings Silas along with him. Barnabas takes Mark along with him. <coughs> Excuse me. We also see Timothy is mentioned. And, and Timothy is also taken along. And later we see Paul writing letters to Timothy in the letters of Timothy later on. In the Bible we could see that to instruct him, kind of encouraging him from a distance as well. Now, why mention this? Well, it can be tempting to hoard your ministry, whatever that is for you. To keep it all to yourself. I know that I'm tempted by this quite often. Thinking, you know, oh, someone else won't do it right. They'll just get it wrong. They'll just mess it up. And then it'll take me twice as long to come in and try and fix all the pieces back together. It's just easier if I do it. Yeah? I, I feel that quite a lot sometimes. But that isn't necessarily the right way of thinking about it or doing things. When I was at university in South Africa and, and I was in my first year, I joined a great church and joined the band. And I always hoped one day, you know, I'd be the, the band leader because I'd, I'd led bands before, before getting there. But others were there ahead of me. And so, you know, I served in the band for, for a couple of years under their leadership. It was good for me. I learned a lot and grew a lot. I mean, giftings and talents and things as well, maturity. In my third year, which was my final year there, I was made band leader. Hooray! Fantastic! 
However, after about two weeks, it became apparent that I wasn't going to be there for very long. A year isn't a very long time. And then you add in holidays and things as well. So, actually, yes, hooray, I'm now a band leader. But you know what? One of the biggest jobs was, was to start training up the others who were going to take my place in a few months' time. And actually learning to release things and to encourage them, give them a bit of space to grow in their gifting, be ready to jump in if I needed to rescue or salvage the situation, but give enough space for them to grow and develop in the ministry themselves. So that when I had to leave, I wasn't leaving a huge big chasm, a huge big hole that now all of a sudden you have to run around struggling to try and fill or fix. No, I could leave and things would carry on and no one would even notice I was gone. And that was good. Our celebrity culture has a lot to answer for. Even celebrity culture in the church. The big person with the huge platform and everyone else is there to receive and be in awe of that person's individual personal anointing. This is why I like our church so much. We are all important. We all have the Holy Spirit living inside us. We can all minister to each other in different and wonderful ways. We all have a role to play. And we've all got ministry opportunities. You know that you have a ministry opportunity. Quite a few of them. In the church to serve and encourage others in the church, but also outside of the church. As we live our lives, pointing people to Jesus. We're not supposed to keep these things to ourselves. And it's not just about one person doing and being church. It's about all of us together. We may need to seek out a Silas or a Mark in our lives. Here's a question for you. Who is your Timothy? These ministries that we have... And it could be, like Pam mentioned earlier, going and visiting the old age homes and ministering there. That's a ministry. It's amazing. Whatever your ministry is, who is your Timothy? These ministries we have, who, we are, who are we involving and including and training up so that they can do it too? If we suddenly had a car accident, would the ministry just die with us? It just would stop happening because I'm no longer here because I had a car crash. Or would it be able to continue through the hands of someone else? Are we actively training up those other hands so that they can do a good job? We should be. Or we may not have a ministry yet. Well, what is God leading us to do? We may even need to try out a few different things before we find what, what clicks, what, what 
what works, what my ministry is. You know, we may be the Paul, well, we may be the Silas or the Mark that someone else needs. They may not know it yet, but we do. We need to go to that person. We need to say, I want to have what you've got. Show me how to do this ministry. I want to learn. We mustn't sit there and think to ourselves, oh, I'll just wait on the Lord and see if it happens. And if it doesn't happen, oh, well, it's not meant to be. If God's laid it on your heart, you need to do something about it. Take the initiative. Our mission is possible. But we need to be allowing God to work in us. After all, it's not my ministry. It's God's work. It's Jesus' ministry. We are just given the privilege to join in with him for a while. Our mission is possible and will be even more effective if we are working together with others. Not hoarding the work for ourselves or not trusting others to do the job. Being a Christian reaches far beyond just me and my personal relationship with Jesus. That's important. But it's also about living and growing together in community, in the church, where we support each other, build each other up, help each other, train and teach each other, where we share our skills and talents and help others to grow in them too. The mission is possible because we are all in this together. Amen.